The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, taxi drivers have faced a 7% decline in numbers uh, operating taxi services and a rise in complaints since the introduction of cashless fares. Now, I'm joined by taxi driver James Cullen. James, good morning. Good morning, Pat. So, um, can you explain, first of all, the decline in uh, numbers? Because, first of all, there is a shortage often at peak times of taxi drivers. You think there's money to be made? Yeah, well, Pat, I'll, I'll do my best to explain with it. Uh, there's so many issues, basically, in the, in the business at the moment. Um, I suppose the first one would probably be when somebody actually applies to do the test, it takes the bulk between six months and a year for, from when they actually apply between uh, applying, guard of vetting, actually doing the test, waiting for the results. It can take between six months and a year for that person to actually come onto the road. And then when they do pass their license, what they do then is they'll go around looking for insurance and they'll generally find for the first two to three years, they're being quoted seven, eight, nine, ten thousand euros. So that's why a lot of people who actually do the test then decide, you know what, it's actually not worth my while going into the business because at the moment with the economy, Everybody is looking for staff. So a lot of people will do the test and then decide, you know what, I'm actually not going to make that much money. So they won't come into it. So that's probably one of the reasons why. Probably another reason why as well, a lot of older drivers since the pandemic, um, you know, a lot of drivers, because the average age of a taxi driver would be 50 uh, plus, a lot of drivers have left the industry, especially the older drivers. I think roughly about 20% of the fleet was uh, age 65 over. So a lot of them guys have exited the business. Okay, so that will explain a decline in the numbers. Yes. Let's move on then to the complaints. Um, The National Transport Authority says taxi industry got 1,625 complaints last year. 793 were due to overcharging. Yes. Now, um, I think, Pat, that we do have to take that into context because you have to remember, I'll just take Dublin alone. Uh, Between, uh, in the year 2022, Pat, roughly the amount of taxi trips in Dublin we're taking between 22 and 25 million trips for the whole year for the whole industry. So if we take it if we, if we look at it any complaint is not good enough Pat. You know, I'm a professional driver. I offer a professional service. Nobody should be lodging complaints against drivers because they should be getting a professional service because that's what they're paying for. But if we look at it in context Pat, it's less than 1% of the entire industry. So in a way it's actually not bad. It's still too many. Mm-hmm but it's still not bad. We do take, because people don't realise how many actual taxi trips are taken per day in Dublin. It's a couple of hundred thousand. People don't realise that. Okay, so so, so you're saying that uh, in terms of the complaints, you shouldn't have complaints, but you do, but they're tiny in number uh, relative to the entire. I remember there was a story about Uber in the United States and uh, a number of complaints against Uber drivers about assaults. Now, some of the assaults were on the driver and some of the assaults were by the driver, but then it turned out there were hundreds of millions of journeys and the amount was, uh, you know, not negligible to the person who's the victim of the assault, but negligible really as a statistical uh, percentage of what was going on. But let's move on to cashless uh, payment, because everyone has the right to offer a credit card or debit card in payment for a taxi ride. And some taxi drivers are saying, no, thanks, won't do it. Yes, Yes. Um, what we've noticed, Pat, as I explained to your researcher this morning, it's this, this kind of upsurge we've had in um, people are taking taxi journeys, average journeys, say, between 20, 30, 40 euros. And what they're doing is they're paying with credit card. That's fine. Within about a week or two later, drivers are receiving emails from the companies that process our credit cards. They're saying the customer 
um, a customer has contacted us to say they never took this journey with you and they're giving a chargeback. And what often happens then is when they do a chargeback, so I won't name the, the particular company I use myself, but if they, if somebody, if I was to take a taxi journey with somebody, they pay me 20 euros and they turn around and say, well, actually, no, I never took that journey. It's now down to me to prove that journey. Now, if that was a street fair, which happens quite often, someone will get in and say, I'm going from A to B. And when they get there, they'll hand me a card. I'll say, yeah, no problem. Tap away. Thank you. Bye. Have a nice day. In two weeks later, if they decide suddenly, you know what? I'm not paying for that fare. It's now down to me to prove that journey existed. And if, if, if the journey was done by tap, I've no way of proving real, realistically that that trip existed. They could simply say, no, somebody else yeah, has used my ha, card. Yeah, but, but that, that's too bad. I mean, if somebody steals my card and uses it, it's down to me for losing the card and it's up to me to go to my credit card company and report the card stolen or misused or whatever. It shouldn't be up to... Uh, you know, the shop or the taxi or whatever uh, with whom the card has been misused and it's so easy with tapping, you know, yes. it's so easy to do. It shouldn't be down to, to the retailer, be it a taxi driver or a shop, yeah. to have to and prove, then, you know, because the, the technology says this card was used in this taxi on this machine uh, by presumably the owner of it, but perhaps not, perhaps by yes. persons unknown. Yes, and this this is, we're noticing a lot more of this, and it's generally journeys under the 50 euros. So, you know, if they have to actually physically enter the card into the machine, well, then they have, then they have proved by PIN that they actually have taken the journey. We've noticed a lot more of this now over the last couple of weeks. So that could be an excuse. It could be one of, one of the many reasons. Myself, Pat, I've been taking a credit card probably for the last, the company I was working with at the time, we were one of the first companies to actually introduce credit cards. I think I was actually maybe the second or tour taxi driver in Dublin to actually take a credit cards. So I've taken them for years. I never have a problem. I process a card today. The money appears in my account tomorrow. I have absolutely no issues with doing it. Sometimes it's handier. Sometimes it's not. But, um, you know, why drivers are refusing cards, they're actually breaking the law. So my advice mm. to people would simply be, if you get into a taxi, tell them your destination. When you arrive at your destination, hand the driver your credit card. If the driver says, I can't take credit cards, by law, the driver has to take credit cards. If the driver can facilitate the credit card, that's the driver's problem and not the customer's problem. We must always make sure. The one thing I always do in the morning when I come out, I make sure my credit card machine is charged. And I also, what I will do is I will do a one euro transaction on it every morning to make sure it's working fine. If it doesn't work fine, by law, I am not allowed to operate without a working credit card machine. That's what I do because I'm very, very professional and the vast, vast, vast majority of my colleagues do the same. But unfortunately, Pat, as, as we can see by the small amount, there are still the illegal operators yeah. who will not just accept cards. For whatever reason, personally, I don't know. I won't kind of speculate why they won't take them because every taxi driver works their business differently. Yeah. So I, I mean, won't the, say... The, the suspicion is that it's tax dodging. You know, it, it, well, you know, it, it could be that, Pat. But as, as I said, every single taxi driver in Dublin and countrywide works different hours. We all work different shifts. Some drivers will have a set limit they must get. Some drivers won't have to get that limit because, you know, there are some drivers, as we uh, specified earlier on, there are all the drivers in the business who don't have a mortgage, who generally, yeah. uh, like They're my right. father used to, to do it for the social aspect of the job. Yeah, they own their own car at this yes. point uh, and they're happy maybe to to use uh, Freenow or whatever app they, they choose 
which is very secure. They'll always get paid if they do that kind of work. Uh, they don't uh, curb crawl, looking for business, that kind of thing. And, exactly. and they go home when it suits them, when they're tired or when, you know, yes. they, they feel yeah. like going home. So um, the, the business, though, your advice there, which people might be a bit scared of taking, that you don't necessarily mention to the driver when you hop in the cab that you're going to pay by credit card. Um, and when you reach your destination, you say, OK, here's my card. And the driver says, I don't take credit cards. And you say to him, too bad, sunshine, you're supposed to by law. That's, you, might so have that, a, like, you might have a difficult, you might have a very interesting encounter at that moment. Look, Pat, it is quite possible. That is quite possible. As I said, a lot of people, I, I find personally, a lot of people will come up and say to me, um, I'm going to X, Y, Z. Do you take card? Absolutely no problem. Get in. Sometimes when we just get to the station, people will just hand me their card, I'll just process it, and on they go. I don't have a problem with it. And as I said, the vast, vast, vast majority of my colleagues don't have a problem with it. Because at the end of the day, most times when cards are processed, if I process a card now, it'll be in my account tomorrow. Even one or two of the providers, if we process a card now, it'll be in my account mm. by the afternoon. So, you know, and, and also with the, the safety aspect of it as well, drivers are carrying less cash now. So thankfully, there's been less... Yeah. robberies on drivers. Now, we still have quite a lot of a lot of assaults on drivers by, and um, we had a, a horrible incident a couple of weeks ago of a, a lady driver who actually ended up in A&E because she was really badly beaten up over arguing over a 12-euro fare. So we do still have that issue in the industry as well. Just going back to something you said about people leaving the, in the industry, and you also mentioned about people not being able to get taxis at peak times. The peak times generally would be in the mornings, in the evenings, and on a Friday and Saturday night between uh, 2 and 4 a.m. The reason why a lot of drivers, I think the fleet roughly works at about 30% at them hours on a Saturday night. Myself, Pat, I don't work nights. And the reason why I don't do it is because I actually do sometimes fear for my own safety. Yeah. I'm not the smallest of people. I can well I can well handle myself. I can talk most situations down. But a lot of my colleagues who I've spoken to about this are constantly being verbally, and I've noticed a lot more drivers have said to me that they're being physically and a new one is being racially abused because the vast majority of drivers who seem to work nights are non-Irish drivers. Okay. And a lot of them who I would be friends with would say this to me, this is a constant thing for them at night. And this is why drivers don't want to work mm. nights because it's just too dangerous. James, thank you very much for joining us. That's James Cullen, uh, a taxi driver, reacting to some of those statistics which have emerged about uh, the uh, taxis not taking credit cards. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.